Hello, welcome to That Geek Pod, where we talk all things geek in the world of pop culture. I'm your host, Angie, and with me is my co-host, Catherine. How are you, Catherine? I'm okay, Andy. How are you going? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, How's your week been? Yeah, yeah, going along fairly well, fairly well. Uh, Booked up to go to Star Wars Celebration. Ooh, yeah. Yes, that was a big trip. That's exciting. I know, it's uh, it's coming up, it's getting there, but I don't know, It's I still feel it's a bit a bit in the distance. Yeah, it's a long time away, and yet the Sikhs are filling up on the plane already. That is true, because you wouldn't believe it. I got another message from a, um, a friend of mine uh, asking for ideas and what my situation with celebration is. So yes. Last night was a night of celebration. <laughs> Talk, that is. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, my travel agent was quite interested in going to a, a Star Wars celebration a, or as a conference, as my oh, mum insists, insists on calling it. So <laughs> we're going to a conference. Sounds very professional. Yes, slightly more professional than I think <laughs> it is. Mm. But yes, mum, it's a conference. <laughs> Well, speaking of Star Wars, uh, this week we got uh, our first look at Star Wars Resistance, the new show, uh, animated show, yeah. coming out to the Disney Channel, I think. Yeah, Disney, um, about mid-September, was it? Uh, I think it's October. Oh, October. Because it's, you know, Amer- you know, American time slots yep. and stuff. We, we're not sure when we'll get it. Because oh. I think we got Rebels late anyway. Yeah, it was always two to three weeks after mm. the American um, release, which was frustrating because you know, it's on the Disney XD channel and I've got Foxtel with Disney XD and I was ringing them up asking, where's my Star Wars Rebels? You know, why isn't it out here yet? Oh, and what'd they say? Oh, we don't know. It's not up to us. Mm. Uh, what do you mean? You've got the channel. Yeah, it's the channel. It's not like it's another channel. It's the Disney XD channel. Mm. I couldn't understand why we didn't have it, you know, at least the same so d- week. So did you have to wait or did you find other ways of watching? I mostly waited because I've got to admit, my I, my care factor was fairly small. Okay. Um, but uh, for... The last half of the season four, I found other methods. Yeah, I think I, we I, all I, did. I Living think, in Australia, I think that's quite the normal. I, I think at one point I did message you saying, hey, Andy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you know where I can find? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually I'm very, very good. I, I don't like breaking any laws. Oh, no. I like no. paying for my content because That's right. I, yep. I figure mm-hmm. paying for content will give me more content. That's right. And it uh, supports uh, yes. the business. The, the makers. Disney needs money, don't they? They can take all my money <laughs> yeah. if they give me more content. That's so right. it's all good. Yeah. But mm. um, what, what were your thoughts of the trailer? Because eh, on t- social media, it's been mixed. Yeah, um, I only watched it the once. The animation style isn't for me. It's mm. not doesn't appeal to me. Mm. Um, it did feel a bit kiddish, but I knew it was going to be. Yeah. But you know, it looks fun. So it does look fun. Yeah, that and like having um, Oscar Isaac to do the voice yeah, of Poe. Yeah, having I, basically I was all just, the voices. That's, I'll that'll be watch great. him in any form. <laughs> I I just like Oscar Isaac. Like I think he's just great. But um, like I know the humor seemed on point. Yeah. And very like oh yeah, that's a very kid type. Yeah. Thing. But um, and I I I'm a big into the, the pilots and such and whatever yeah. spaceship battles we'll see. So that's got my interest. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping for a few more alien characters. They seem to do far more alien characters. Yeah. On it animation. seems a lot. A so that'll be great mm. to see, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but no, yeah, should be interesting. I'm mm. um, not sure when we'll receive it here, but um, we'll, I'm sh- I'm confident we'll we'll watch it somehow. Yes, somehow. Mm. Yes, <laughs> we'll see. Mm. Um, so yeah, on this episode, we are talking about. 
the Mission Impossible franchise. Dun 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 dun. Did you think you'd get through an episode without Catherine singing? Um, no, I'm I'm expect I'm yeah, it's expected. Doo doo. So I want to get your general thoughts first. What are your thoughts? Is it really a like? Did you think from the first one this is going to be a major franchise? Well, this was the thing in the nineties. There weren't really big franchises. If you think mm. back, movies were standalone. There was the odd sequel, but most movies were very much one and done. That's right. Yeah. Um, but when the first one hit, it hit big. So from that standpoint, it made total sense to have um, to have multiple movies. And, you know, it's Tom Cruise. Like, mm, he's a right. huge star then, still a huge star. So, yeah. It, it made, make, makes sense, yeah. yeah. And when it hit at the time, it just has such a cultural impact. And I think even to this day, that first Mission Impossible, some of those scenes are still parodied today. Yeah. The, the classic, um, you know, going down in the breaking into the CIA, mm. hanging mm. scene by the wires, that's mm. been parodied in it has. so many movies. Yeah, like a, the Scary Movie franchise, I think they've yeah. done something like that. Uh, Family Guy's done it. I think they've made fun of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in pop culture, it really has uh, stayed with its... Mm. Uh, we've got Jack here just uh, fumbling around near us. You almost slid off the couch then. Yes, very graceful cat. <laughs> so, yes, let's get into it then. Mm. So, Mission Impossible came out in 1996 when the US government operative Ethan Hunt and his mentor Jim Phelps go on a convert assignment to take a disastrous turn. Jim is killed and Ethan becomes the prime murder suspect. Now a fugitive, Hunt recruits brilliant hacker Luther Stickhill and maverick pilot Franz Kruger to help him sneak into a heavily guarded CIA building to retrieve a confidential computer file that will prove his innocence. Wow, this this movie, it, I remember seeing it and just being floored by it and just loving it. I think I saw it multiple times at the cinemas. Okay, so you saw it at the cinemas? Yep. Mm -hmm. And just loved it. And all my friends loved it. We were all talking about it. I think this is the one where you two um, did the theme song or released a single of of, you know, inspired by Mission Impossible. Oh, really? It was like in the top five. It was everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Um, this was directed by Brian De Palma, and it's really interesting that for most of the movies they changed director. Brian De Palma, you know, huge director, especially in the eighties and early nineties, very um, distinctive visual style. I think some of the other things that, like The Untouchables, you know, very distinctive movie, The mm. Untouchables. But yeah, he's he did his spy um, genre with Mission Impossible. And it really set it up with the visual style, what is Mission Impossible, what is not. And, and yeah, it's just an amazing start to a movie. And a good cast. Yeah. well, Very international cast. Yes, yes. And this set the scene, even in these opening scenes here, being set in Prague and you can tell being filmed in Prague. Yes. Mm. These opening scenes set up for... Ethan's original team and they had the opening credits with all of these these team members and I'd actually forgotten this that Emilio Estevez in this he's yeah he was the hacker yeah yeah Mm. and 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 the movie sets it up at the start that no this is the team he's working with these the people but no very quickly one by one yeah when they're on that when they're on their mission it just seems to all go down go down hill everyone yeah yeah, mostly everyone gets killed off Mm. Kristen scott thomas you know she's in it as well so Mm. it's an amazing cast john voigt yes is the great john voigt the great john voigt um 
is the head of this um, particular group mm. working with the MIF, the Mission Impossible Force. Yes, that is the name of the agency. That is possibly the only NAF thing that is kind of Because we should say it, Mission Impossible is based off a TV show? Yeah. A UK TV show? Uh, um, American. American TV show? Yeah. Watching this movie in a way sort of made me feel um, nostalgic Mainly for the technology because yeah. I was watching it going, oh, the zip drives, I use those. Mm. Look at the Windows 3.2. Because like, and it was also interesting to see because like we still had Bond around the 90s. Yeah. So um, it was interesting to see that, yeah. oh, this is sort of like the, Amer- before we had the Bond movies, Yeah. this was their, like this is their James Bond. Yeah, so... This was still Pierce Brosnan era Bond. GoldenEye came out in 95. I did a book report on GoldenEye. Oh, nice. Yes. So this came out a year after. Yeah. And and really, it it threw the gauntlet down to Bond of for high action. Charisma. Charisma, spy movie. This, is, this yeah. was now the bar. Mm. And Bond had to try to keep up with it. And... It's just amazing how they, like, again, I'm going to reference the scene with the high wire going through. Yeah. That they they still always, even in the movies, kind of reference that moment of breaking into the CIA. Because mm. no, one, no one's ever done it before. Yeah. And it's silent. If you're watching that, that scene, there is no music. It's mm. just silent. You can hear breathing. And that's it. Because, of course, they can't make sound to send... The um, alarms. Yeah. But the guy, um, uh, the Jean, actor Jean, Jean Renault, who's a well-known French act- actor, yep. who's up in the vent, I never understood what... Really? Rats would just randomly turn up? Rats are everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Even in the CIA buildings? Yeah. Like, <laughs> rats and mice are kind of everywhere. But yeah, no, yeah, that is, and like that's a high intensity scene because like the rats are heading towards him and mm. he's holding the rope, he can't do anything. But then he, you know, he hits one, and but he has to quickly yeah. grab the rope, and he was like inches from the ground. Yeah, oh. and at, you see the sweat from yeah. his brow and he, go onto his glasses yeah, and slowly and run down. down. He has to catch, catch it. the drop. Yeah, it's just an amazing great scene, scene. Yeah. and it is funny when. They zoom up, the guy enters the room as they left, and he's just like, wait, yeah. did something happen yeah, here? Yeah, because there's a knife in That's his right, desk. the knife, yeah, yeah, drops down. But um, this was also, to get into the room, they did the old trope of drop putting a drop of something in his food. To yeah, to delay stomach, him. Yeah. To give him stomach issues. Stomach issues. It's a bit of a trope for... Yeah. Um, and I like how she does it, like the... Um, the, the pen... With yeah, the, the crossword pen. puzzle. Yeah, she sits near him and like squirts his coffee. Yeah. And then he looks at her like, wait, did she just do so? And she just smiles. Yeah. And then he drinks it. And, yeah. yeah. No. But um, if you're feeling at all nostalgic for 90s technology, go back and rewatch. It is fantastic. The emailing, the um, Usenet group. <laughs> now, when was the last time you watched it? Um, before this rewatch, it'd probably been a, a few years. Oh, so you re- you watched it recently? Yeah, I rewatched it leading up to this. Oh, fantastic. I didn't have to think too hard about it. It was, uh. yeah, I want to watch Mission Impossible. <laughs> it's kind of um, brought back my real love for these kind of movies. Mm. Like when they're done well, they're yeah. just top notch. So would you say the current climate we're in, it would hold up? If it came out today, like that exact same thing? Obviously with some updates. Updates, yeah. But I think it would. Oh, that's good. I think it would. Oh. Um, Tom Cruise is charisma. Mm, he is charisma. He really is. We'll probably be mentioning that quite a few times <laughs> during this. Cause, uh, I'm going to sound like a fangirl. Especially when we get to Mission Impossible 2 because his hair is much longer. And I think that's just like, like I think even I was like, damn, like... Mm. That smile. Yeah. <laughs> so, in addition to Ethan, 
Mission Impossible 1 is when we first meet Luther, played by Ving Rhames, who is then a constant presence through the, the rest franchise, of the movies. For the rest yeah. of the movies, yeah. And Ving Rhames, he'd sort of been known for a few sort of bad guy roles hearing um the Mission Impossible movies. He sort of starts off a bit shady. Yeah. But he definitely he becomes Ethan's friend and yeah. and in some ways almost the heart of the franchise. He really is. Yeah. yeah. He's really turned out to be a um a real like uh trusted partner to yeah. uh Ethan. And this is where we sort of start to get the idea of um Tom Cruise as action star which although we'd seen things like Top Gun I think up until this point we hadn't really thought of him in that way yeah this to, to me because I saw this when it came out I think it was on TV yeah that was my first experience of it yeah this really kicked off for me like oh yeah he, this guy's an action action yeah. star you say Tom Cruise, you say Bruce Willis, you say Schwarzenegger, Stallone. Mm. Like he's not, even though he's not in those big, you know, shoot them up, boom, kaboom type of movies, he's still an action hero. Yeah. And he's. One of the last stunts or set pieces for this movie was a helicopter chasing a train through the Channel Tunnel. That's right. Yeah. It's the train. Amazing. The train scene. And you get Tom Cruise jumping from the helicopter. Onto the train. As it explodes? Yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> this is just a, a brief one, but we meet Max, who's a information seller. This moves us on to Mission Impossible 2, which was released in 2000. And this one was directed by John Woo. And if you haven't seen a John Woo movie, this is a very, very John Woo movie. Expect doves. Doves. Well, here there was pigeons. Um, Slow-mo. It's very, very John Woo. Mm. Um, John Woo also directed, um, he's a well-known Chinese language director, but he's directed things like Face Off, Broken Arrow. So there's some classic mid-90s action movies for you. Go back and watch Face Off. Oh, yeah. I, I need to. I haven't watched that movie Probably since it came out. Oh, we're sitting down and watching that. <laughs> what if we do a commentary? Oh, my God. <laughs> so um, one of the plot summaries is an IMF agent, Ethan Hunt, is sent to Sydney to find and destroy a genetically modified disease called Chimera. Dugray Scott is in this as the main villain. And, of course, if you know your um, trivia... Dougray Scott was, of course, originally cast as Wolverine. But because the, the making of this movie ran over time, they had to recast, and that's when they found Hugh Jackman. Whoa. And the rest is history. I did not know that. Yes. So thanks to John Woo yeah. taking too long to film this movie, mm. we have Hugh Jackman as wow. Wolverine. So. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> um, there's also Tandy Newton. Yeah, introduced she, us to her because I, I, the first movie I've seen yeah. her in. Yeah, probably one of her big, big time yeah, movies. Yeah, huge. Um, so she's a thief who's uh, sort of ex-girlfriend of um, Dugray Scott character, Sean. And so this was released 2000 uh, and it was – Filmed in Sydney. And, of course, this was when Tom Cruise was still married to Nicole Kidman. That's right. Mm. So this was part of the reason why it was shot in in Sydney, in Australia. And apparently also um, Tandy Newton was suggested by Nicole oh. to Tom to star in it. Oh, cool. Because they'd been in a, an Australian movie called Flirting oh. um, together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So... This movie started, it's a pretty iconic scene actually. No matter what you might think of the rest of the movie, this opening scene's pretty amazing of Tom Cruise rock climbing, I should say Ethan Hunt, rock climbing. We um, really should, but it's so hard. It's Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. Um, Rock climbing, I think it's um, Death Valley and you can't see any wires. He's pretty much free climbing 
With his bare hands. Bare hands. Yeah. And this is really, you see this again in many of the next movies of him free climbing buildings and cliffs. Mm. So he's doing this free free climb on his vacation and he gets a message just sort of shot from a a plane almost to him and, and isn't it a helicopter? A helicopter. Yep, that they do like they, a rifle. Yeah, and they it's lands. next to him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With a pair of glasses. That's right. Oh, my God. And it's Anthony Hopkins as the head of the IMF saying those fateful words, your mission if you choose to accept. Mm. And that's where you learn the details. And and it does, you know, this will distract. And is that when he throws the glasses off towards the camera and explodes and then the credits? credits? Yeah. So, yeah, this movie was panned and it was – this movie is not good. Yeah, so it's like there's a lot uh, of slow mo shots and it's it's very very stylized. No, was this part of your you re, you watched yes. this recent? Yeah, is the dialogue still cringeworthy? Well, I think the worst part was because it's set in Australia. There are a, a number of Australian actors. Yeah, but. You get this with American movies coming out to film here in Australia. Australian actors then really ocker up their Australian accents. Like, oh, mate. Oh. Tom. Uh, Ethan. Sorry, mate. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> Dry as a dead dingo's donger. You know, real Australians. Oh, God. Sheilers. Have oh. you seen the footage? I did not know this. At the end of the movie... They're like at a park and there's people and there's those I kids. I saw that recently. Yeah. yeah. Throwing the um, AFL footy. Yes. Like, like catch. Yeah. It's not, like not handballing. Not handballing. Is, not even rugby passing. Yeah, not even rugby. Just throwing the ball. Yeah, just throwing I never yeah, noticed it, it until I saw it. disturbing. I was just like, I oh cannot God, unsee what, it now. What are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm guessing, I'm guessing the director's like, John Woo was like, "Oh, what are the, uh, here's a ball, just just mm. throw it." Yeah. Oh no, that's that's an AFL. In that game, you hold the ball and you use you clinch your fist. Yeah. And you just you like you punch. It was it was not oh. good. it was not good. Um, so yeah, things like that yeah. are very cringing. Yeah. So Luther returns as as part of the team. Um, they also work with Australian actor. John Paulson, who I th- think is one of the um, directors of one of the small, you know, f- the short film um, oh, okay. competitions here. Yeah. But for me, as soon as I saw his his name, I got a bit of a thrill because he one of the executive producers of Elementary. <laughs> and the sad thing is, the moment I saw his name, I went, oh, you're an Elementary. Yes, I'm into Elementary. I think I need to start an Elementary podcast. Sorry, Andy. Hey, that's all right. So yes. who are you talking about? That's just an Australian actor, John Paulson. He's become a director. Oh. Yeah, but yes, Richard Roxborough is in it, doing a South African accent. Yeah. That was Yeah. Interesting. That's a word. <laughs> it is a word. <laughs> but we've also got Brendan Gleason, who I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Anytime he's in a movie, yeah. he's fantastic. Um yeah, and then there's just heaps of other Australian actors in in bit bit roles as well. Um, so here, yeah, the MacGuffin is trying to get this Chimera virus, but also at the start of this movie, uh, they there's a plane hijacking, and this is a rather disturbing. Oh, oh, that's plane right. Plane hijacking. He, um... There's a professor. Yeah, the professor who developed the Chimera, he had injected himself yeah. with it. Um, they, the bad guys in the form of um, Dugray Scott and others, are piloting the plane. They set it up to autopilot. Yeah. They then gas everyone on board and then they 
flight. They but autopilot then take, into the. But he pretended to be Ethan, and yeah. he takes the mask off. And because the um, professor knew Ethan, he was on his way to Ethan, uh, so he was trying to get information from from yeah from the professor. So then they autopilot it into the mountains and jump out of the plane. And, and that's another thing this franchise has introduced the us. Mask. Is like I can't the believe we masks. got through Mission Impossible 1 without talking about the mask. Yeah. And oh how, how advanced it's gone well, when we get to the more recent ones. Yeah. But with this one, it was just like a rubber latex thing. It's, but it's, it's, yeah. it's the same gag and it gets used in, in all the movies. Obviously, it's actually Tom Cruise playing it yeah. and they just pretend to be taking a mask on and off. Yeah. But yeah, it started in the first Mission Impossible in one of the very, very first scenes, if not the first scenes with, mm. of Tom Cruise wearing a mask. Mm. And it is amazing that this is now the standard. You can just wear a mask and have a little, little voice thing on your voice. On your throat. On your, yeah. On your, um, Adam's apple. Adam, yeah. To um, pretend to be someone else. It's mm. But there's a sentence they need the other person to say yeah. so it matches the Yeah, vocals. to get all the potential um, sounds. Yeah. I think it then they can then mix it in yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, that, that airplane scene. Yeah, I remember yeah. that one. Mm. Um, one of – so here one of the big – Stunts was breaking into the lab where they developed this Chimera virus. And again, it was wire work and it was through the air ventilation from the top of this skyscraper. So um, Ethan Hunt, he was doing... Catherine's got a lot of notes. So she's, she she um, yeah clearly uh, has done her research, <laughs> which uh, is great. Yeah. And also... We get to see a, a really massive helicopter chase. Oh, not helicopter chase. Sorry, motor um, bike chase. He loves his motorbikes. Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise, obviously, Gee. he is a very good motorbike rider. Because even on in, I'm changing franchises here. Well, yeah. one movie. Yeah, he, he in Edge of Tomorrow, he's on a motorbike, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Ending um, and Top night Gun. and day and oh my god, he loves his motorbikes. And in Top Gun and yep. Top Gun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to Mission Impossible yeah. Two. Yeah. So, so uh, there's the bike scene. Yeah. He's being chased. Yes. Okay. Well, he's chasing um, Dugray Scott, and they're chasing him. Okay. Backwards and forwards, mm. and they have this sort of big fight scene at the end, uh, in a beach to try to um, get the virus and. There's slow mo and there's wind and there's pigeons and uh, yeah. the John Woo of it all. Yeah. Um, look, it's not my favourite of the franchise, but it's there. Would you it's, say like it's it's there? It's yeah, it's there. Um, it's good to see a bit more of the development of the relationship between Luther and Ethan. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's a different feel, again, to the first one. And that's something that I think the, the movies have tr sort of tried to do. Mm. They've tried to make each one stand out a little bit on, ex on their own. Oh, cool. And again, like it was filmed in Australia. Yeah. It's sort of amazing to see the Sydney skyline mm. and to see it. Um, and I do remember when they announced, when it was filming, how – big of a news it was because there was always updates because he was visiting hospitals and yeah and stuff in sydney yeah. and they made like oh you know it was filmed here tom cruise oh my god it's just like yeah but then the movie came out and you're just like yeah yeah um they also had a uh seeing a section at a horse race. So I guess it would have been Randwick. That's in Sydney. Oh, I wouldn't but, know. <laughs> but of course, so at a horse track, you know, lots of money. So I get a thrill out of seeing the you know, Australian currency going. Oh, uh, yeah. They're, they're Australian. $5 note. No, I, I, I do get that. That's good. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah. I would say, uh, yeah, interesting sequel. Mm. Um but yeah, not one I would 
go back watching high in a high demand. Yeah. So yeah, that then leads us to Mission Impossible 3, which came out in 2006, directed by J.J. Abrams. Yes. Definitely, (laughs) this was a big turning point in the franchise. Definitely. Um, After this, J.J. came on board as one of the executive producers and definitely turned a corner, I think, with, with the movies. And upping the the stunts and the standards, I think yeah, as well. Yeah, the standards. Well. I think Tom also became he was always hands on, but I think at this point he was like, "No, nah, I want to do everything." Mm-hmm. Uh, especially when it um, included uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Simon wow. Pegg, and Michelle Monaghan. 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 Yeah. Um, so this. Oh, and Jonathan Reese Myers is in this movie. Like, yeah, like the they upped their their cast. Um, it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, but I think like ever since, sort of like with the Fast and Furious movies, as soon as they included the like Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, yeah. it just improves the franchise. Yeah. And I think with Simon Pegg with his comedic background. Yeah. It just improved it. It added yep. that a little bit of humour so that you had Tom Cruise being serious mm. and then a bit of humour here and there. They they upped the, the stunts, they upped the action and they also upped the the humour and the the, the group dy- dynamics, the family. Yeah. It became from here on in Ethan, Luther and Benji, mm. which is Simon Pegg's character. Yeah, so this is really a huge turning point. So the... <laughs> So, so yeah. Tell what notes because like I, I my my notes have a lot of exclamation marks in it. So what? Because like I, I haven't seen this movie for a while. So mm. what? Because you have seen it more recent than me. Uh, I just remember uh, there's lots of face masks yeah. again. There's a I think there's a motorcycle involvement. Yes, and he has and a fiance. A fiance, but it's not. Like Tandy Newton, no, they didn't continue it's, it's with her. Michelle um, Monaghan, who's a doctor. That's right. Um, her name's Julia. Julia, yeah. Mm. So the a short summary here. Yeah. Um, IMF agent Ethan Hunt comes into conflict with a dangerous and sadistic arms dealer who threatens his life and his fiance in response. Um, so Philip Seymour Hoffman is. The big bad mm. in this movie, and he is amazing. Yeah, he does a really good job in this. Um, and from what I recall, so one of the early scenes, Ethan Hunt is actually no longer sort of a field agent. He's he's training, he's training um, agents, and it turns out that one of his agents that he trained, she's been captured. This person is played by Kerry Russell. I felicity. Ah, so that's how Kerry Russell gets involved. Yes, okay. because of course it's JJ Abrams. Mm. So this is the world's first glimpse of Kerry Russell, aka Felicity, as badass, kicking all over the place, which she came to perfecting the Americans. So in the first scene, she's been captured by Philip Seymour Hoffman and being tortured. Now, of course, the IMF. As part of the you know, this mission, if you choose to accept it, if you are captured, you are disavowed. Your country mm. will not acknowledge you. But um, Ethan learns that she's been captured, so he and Ethan, sorry, Ethan and Luther, and um, go to rescue her in an amazing scene. Just an amazing scene. Is this when they're in like a castle or a cave? They're in like a warehouse. A warehouse, okay. And the the team are around there trying to um, see what's happening. Ethan goes in to get her out, mm-hmm. and and she's sort of drugged. She's out of it. They and but she has to move to get out, get her out. So he's got a shot of adrenaline, and yes, they pulp fiction it, bam, into the heart, and she's up, and they are out fighting, back-to-back shooting um, to get out 
what they don't know is that Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, what's his name, um, Owen Devlin, he has put an explosive device in her head. Oh, my God. I've heard about this. Yeah, that is timed and they don't know it's there. And It's brutal, isn't it? It's it's brutal. And then they are escaping. They're in a helicopter. There's a chase through wind turbines. Oh, my God. Through wind turbines. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) And then... Because, yeah, I, I was listening to another podcast and they were saying, oh, man, that death to Kerry Russell's brutal. I'm like, it's, wait, it's she died brutal. in that? It's oh, brutal. I'll have to give that one a rewatch. But, yeah. um, um, oh, that sounds oh. – Yeah, so Ethan is yeah engaged to Julia. They have an um, engagement party. I bring this up because there's the, the JJ favourite Greg Greensberg. He's ah, in yes. that scene. Yeah, but also. The actor who plays um, Julia's brother, he's barely in it, mm. but it's Aaron Paul. Oh, Aaron as, Paul. As in Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as I saw him on the screen, yeah. I just like yelled to myself, magnets, bitch, because that's my favourite line ever from Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. The MacGuffin in this movie is something called the rabbit's foot, and they actually do manage to capture Owen Devlin, but... There's a deal made and and in his transfer in the big um, – he's, he's in a, a police van in this convoy. You see this helicopter come around and they're on a bridge and it shoots to, at the bridge and at the convoy and it's just under – everything's – Oh, so they get crazy. under attack. Yeah, they're oh, okay. under attack okay. to, to get this guy out. Yep. And um, this is again. He, Ethan, gets on a motorcycle to ride uh, around, yeah. um, and to try to get him back. And yeah, that didn't work. Julia gets kidnapped. He because he's um, she's discovered, and as revenge for capturing him and to try to get this rabbit's foot back, Julia is captured and. That then they're in um, Shanghai. Ethan comes there. Now, he, it's against orders for him to go there. But, of course... He does it anyway. He does it anyway. Luther is helping him on the scene. but And they also get Benji a little bit. Benji's not full part of the team yet. Yeah. He's he's an absolute tech at this time. But he's still guiding Ethan through the streets mm-hmm. and giving him a bit of um, tech advice. Now, is this a scene? Yeah, there's a, a few okay. scenes of that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Ethan is captured and he's, he has an implant in his head also. And they are interrogating him to try to find out where the rabbit's foot is. Now, I'm not going to say what happens here because you need to rewatch. Okay. There you go. A bit of sizzle for me there. But it's an amazing just an amazingly tense scene. Okay. And because actually we get to see part of this scene at the very start of the movie, we cut back to the Felicity rescue and then we work our way back up up to here and then the escape and Uh. through the streets of Shanghai. Uh. This movie ends very nicely with um, Julia meeting like Luther and Benji and it's a nice little scene where they're oh. sort of that family. Oh, okay. Yeah. So would you say this movie has brought the franchise, like, yep, back to good standards? Yeah. 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 I think you should see, especially Mission Impossible 1, but if you decided to dive in, this is the moment to dive in. The third one. The third one. Yep. This is really well, from yeah, like what on. we were saying, from now on it gets really good. Yeah. Which leads us to... Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Yes, they started naming their movies with a uh, colon. Yes, which is always which confusing helps. when you... you well, it you helps, yeah. If you don't... If they don't number it, sometimes you don't know which is first. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So the names do help. Yeah. So this was released in... 
2011. Um, this is directed by Brad Bird, who, of course, is known for directing um, The Incredibles. So I think this was his first live-action direction yeah. that he did. He Before this, he was doing just um, animation. So, again, a different style once again. Mm. So, it, But um, Bad Robot is on as producing, so that means JJ's in, involvement is still here. Yeah, because it's his uh, film uh, company or studio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is good. Mm. So Tom Cruise is back. Um, we don't get much Luther at all, but this is the first movie that Jeremy – Rinna is in as Brandt and Benji is in this as well. And we well. also get Paula Patton. Here, the IMF is shut down when it's implicated in the bombing of the Kremlin, causing Ethan Hunt and his new team to go rogue. That's the – he was in Russia? Yeah. Yeah, and there's that big explosion and yep. he's – ah, yep. So it's the Russian parliament. Yeah, because he had to disguise – they disguised yeah. him as a Russian – and he's just like, duh, yeah. as he's going past guards. So Because <laughs> he doesn't know the language. <laughs> it starts as um, starts in a Russian prison and they are breaking him out. Even though he's been disavowed, Benji is part of the team that is breaking um, Ethan out. And, and so they cause a riot in order to get him out. That's it's, right, it's yeah. pretty amazing. And he, like, rescues, takes someone with him. Yeah. And he has to, like, yeah, make, knock yeah. out dudes. and yeah. yeah. It's This is where, again, Tom Cruise, it's just amazing in the choreography. Oh, look, it's but, like a yeah. ballet. No, it's they, good. They set the whole thing to, to music and it's amazing to watch. And so, yes, they then decide to get into the Kremlin. There's no masks, much to Benji's dismay. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to wear a mask um, because now he's a field agent. Um, Ethan does get to wear a, f- a few fake noses and things to pass himself off as a um, Russian general to get in to try to get these plans because um, they want to get the file um, of w- which – has information again about nuclear launch codes because yes. it's always coming back to <laughs> nuclear launch codes. It's kind of cool <laughs> the um, the scene where they are going to steal those. How they are tricking the guard with um, this big enormous screen projecting. <laughs> it's um, very interesting. And but someone else is in the Kremlin picking backing off their their signal. So to um, set them up and Ethan is running. Of course, Ethan's running. Yeah, Tom Cruise always runs. Yep, running to um, get away from the blast zone. and But he does get injured and ends up in a hospital. Now, what I forgot to mention is that one of the first scenes was another IMF agent played by Sawyer from Lost. Yeah, uh, play, yeah the actor... Uh, Josh Holloway. Uh, so he does one of the f- big first scenes where he jumps off a building and then activates a device which shoots out a big blow-up thing for him to land on. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, but he gets killed. Yes. Because for- uh, um, Leia, the uh, the actress, um, Leia Seydu, mm-hmm. um, she's another agent. Yeah. And uh, he like... Is supposed to meet someone down an alleyway. Yeah. And she arrives and, and she, does she kills him. Kiss him and shoots? No, she just kills she him. She just shoots him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, because of. So he's in hospital. The Russian police are after him. But he, he escapes, of course, mm. through, you know, jumping from a window ledge while the Russian cop is just like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> This you know, is not normal. <laughs> he's, he's barefoot and, yeah. and yet he jumps and escapes and slowly picks up bits of clothing along the way. But because of these actions, the whole of IMF has been disavowed by the American government. Mm. Um, Ethan still punches in a code to you know, try to be picked up to a safe house and someone does pick him up. It's the head 
of the IMF, um, who's also got someone assisting him, who's Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner, yeah. Um, so who, introduction to him. Yeah. He's he's a bit of a Captain Obvious in, in this movie. He sometimes states the blatantly obvious. Um, <laughs> but the the van carrying Ethan and the secretary gets set upon um, and and shot at and they go off a river into go off a bridge into a river and yeah so then they get machine gunned and they have to figure out a way to to get out the secretary's being killed Ethan and um, Brant are still alive and Ethan attaches a flare to the body of a one of their drivers and pushes it away and the um the gunmen keep firing after that body and they That's swim, right. they yeah. swim away. They swim away. And yeah, Brad's I remember that scene. Afterwards goes, "How did you know it would work?" And Ethan's like, "Yeah, I didn't." <laughs> See, that's that humour I was telling you about, yeah. which I think with the addition with Simon Pegg, like yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, so what would you say is your favourite scene from the movie? One of the most memorable is Ethan having to climb the um, Burj um, Khalifa, which is the world's tallest, tallest building in um, Dubai. It's, it's he's wearing vertical. gloves. Those. He's wearing gloves, yeah. which carefully that will stick and because he went out the side of the building he would have had cables which they erased out yeah but but he climbed the side of the world's tallest building but didn't one of the gloves fail so he had one hand and then he had to and then the other one failed and he had to fling himself yeah but it, it was quite funny um Again, this is he had to do this to break into the server room in this hotel That's in right. order for them to be able to mm. control the lifts and things like that. And Benji's saying to Ethan, oh, yeah, you just have to get into the um, server room. Oh, yeah, where's that? Oh, you know, it's like five floors up. You have to climb on the outside. And Benji's sort of making like, oh, yeah, it's nothing. And, yeah. and Ethan's face is... Dude. Here we do. Yeah. Dude. Oh, no. 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 And, and the other sort of experienced field agents are also going, yeah, no. Mm. <laughs> no. But he does it because he's Ethan Hunt. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. It is a crazy, crazy yeah, thing. Yeah, I think that's my favourite as well because it has that happening while also Paula Patton's character having the, the fight with the female, the... Yeah. Um, uh, Leah Sadu's character, and that's yeah happening. And then I think Jeremy Renner pops in, or Benji pops in, going, "What happened here?" Yeah. And she's like, "You don't want to know," because <laughs> she's knocked out the the assassin. Yeah. Um, and there's a brewing dust storm, which we see. That's right. Yeah, the well. dust storm that arrives. Yeah, and so th- um, they end up having a chase through this dust storm, which is kind of amazing. And and Ethan is hunting after these people because they end up having to give the correct nuclear um, launch codes to the bad guys to to get away. They've got this gag of um, this suitcase being able to print out false codes, Mm. um, but they end up having to give, for reasons, real codes. Okay. Um, And then... Ethan chasing after them to try to get them back and to apprehend mm. the the bad guy. Um, what's also revealed here is that up until sort of this point, audiences and Ethan aren't sure of Brant. We're not sure of where his allegiances lie. Is mm. he a double agent or is he just some kind of narc? You know, who is he? Ethan's gone chasing. Anyway... So with these nuclear launch codes, they they need a Russian satellite that's um, now being used by an Indian television network. So they end up in India at this big that's party. Right. The party, and yeah, they have to. She has to like yeah. schmooze and woo him, and yeah. he's just so sleazy. He's so slimy. Oh. Jeremy um, Renard Brandt has to uh, go into the air vents 
There's no wires here. He has to jump down into it. There's a big wind turbine. Yeah. And Benji has his device with magnets to control his fall and then to direct him. Yeah, through. like moves him through. Yeah. No, yeah. that's a very funny scene. That's a very, very tense good. scene. And once he's out of it, he's sort of lying on the ground and says, yeah, next time I get to seduce the guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, they're trying to get to the server. And the amazing thing here is that they actually, in a way, kind of fail because the nuclear the, – the codes get through to the, um, the submarine, which does then launch the nuclear missiles. Oh, wow. At, um, I think it's Seattle by the look of the buildings. But they're able to – getting there and disarm it just in time, but it does nick the side of a skyscraper. Ooh. Mm. Oh, and they save the day. Save the day. And this movie ends rather nicely with the team coming together, so sort of telling the story to Luther and them deciding what's going to happen. And at the very end... We see Ethan look across and see Julia coming off a ferry, walking into a building. Mm. So, obviously, she wasn't dead. They faked her death to protect her. To protect her. her. And they have to now be separate and not... They're not allowed to meet. They they can't be together. Yeah. Um, One thing I forgot to mention was this amazing fight scene in a car park... um, that Ethan has, but it's one of these um, stacking oh, car parts. Okay. So it's again this amazing use of the geography mm-hmm. of where they were. So they're making use of the fact that the cars go up, down, you know, in and out, mm-hmm. um, to the point where Ethan gets into a car and he needs to go down. So he straps himself in and just drives off and just crashes it. Nose oh, first. Yep, I remember that scene. Yeah. Yep. That was insane. Yeah. So it was pretty insane. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, now we are on to Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, which came out in 2015 with the IMF now disbanded and Ethan Hunt out in the cold, a new threat called the Syndicate soon emerges. The Syndicate is a network of highly skilled operatives who are dedicated to establishing a new world order via a escalating series of terrorist attacks. Faced with a what may be the most impossible mission yet, <laughs> Ethan gather, gathers his team and joins forces with Isla First, a disavowed British agent who may or may not be a member of the deadly rogue nation. Yeah. So... This one's directed by Christopher Macquarie, who um, probably very well known for his script writing. He actually wrote um, The Usual Suspects and is has screenwriting um, credits for this movie, Edge of Tomorrow, um, a number of other movies. So he's pretty well established. But again, it's a very different style to the, the rest. This one starts in Belarus. This is where Ethan, they have to stop a plane from taking off. Benji's in in the field with grass camouflaging him and they're trying to stop it, trying to stop it. Benji, stop it. I'm trying, I'm trying. Benji, can you open that door? Yes, I can. There's Ethan running alongside the plane, jumping onto the plane. The plane is in the air. Ethan's hanging onto the side of the plane while it's going through the air. Yes, Tom Cruise yeah. did this. No wires. He hanged out in front of a plane. Oh, yeah. And, Insane. And this is when um, the publicity department really started going, yeah, Tom Cruise does all this. So they started putting out the raw footage of him doing, doing these it. things. Yeah. To go, yeah, this is And he's practical. happy with it. He's, he does he interviews. The press junket, he, go, he talks about it, goes, yeah, I do this. Like, yeah. yeah. So he does – they do as much practical as 
is possible and possibly more things Which practical. is, I think, one of the main reasons people admire this franchise because it's authentic. Yeah. And you can tell. You can tell. Um, and Tom Cruise, he's he does all these things. He absolutely throws himself into it. He does. He yeah. saw Yeah, definitely. So Ethan, they don't stop the plane, but he does get the payload off the plane by um, opening up the, the back door and pushing it out and pushing himself out as well. And they have parachutes? Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, Ethan is then wanting to get a new mission. So he's in an album store in London and he goes into one of those um, listening booths to listen to the album. It starts off as you'd expect, you know, your mission if you choose to accept it and talks about the syndicate. But then, then it takes a turn. You realise, hang on, this is from the syndicate. They... He turns and... And the, there's a guy with the girl yep. and he kills her. Yeah. yeah. That's, so I, that's sad. That's um, the character played by Sean Harris called Lane. Yeah. And he is after Ethan. They gas the, um, the listening booth where Ethan's at. Mm. Now, there's a Congress hearing with Alec Baldwin, who's the head of the CIA, um, testifying basically against the IMF. Um, Branch is there trying to, um, you know, justify what has happened. Um, but in this hearing, um, Alec Baldwin Huntley um, refers to the fact that the IMF has stolen a list of operatives, which of course happening Mission Impossible One, and that they were responsible for the war- warhead, um, you know, being launched which had happened in the previous movie. It's good that they uh, keep them connected. Yeah, they very with much... a slight little, little bit of detail. Yeah, they very much think it through. Um, yeah, Ethan's being held and escapes from um, Isla. Isla. Now, it's, it's cool in this scene where she comes into the room where he's being held and she takes off her high heels because she's going to have a fight. And Isla is played by Rebecca Ferguson, Isla Forst. Um, Fantastic addition yeah, to the franchise. Yeah. So she's an um, MI6 agent who has been tasked with infiltrating the syndicate to get their secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you don't really learn that until later on. But she helps um, Ethan escape. So, but the MIF in the meantime has been shut down. Uh, he contacts Brant. Brant basically tells him that, and Ethan goes on the run, and and he's being hunted. CIA is very confident that they will get Ethan within a matter of days. Cut to six months later, and they're doing a raid in Cuba, but of course Ethan is in Paris, having set them up because he's too smart for them. Um. Benji has had to go work for the CIA. He's back on a computer doing far more techie things. He has to take a weekly, weekly polygraph you know, about his knowledge of what's going on with Ethan, all of that sort of things. He ends up winning tickets to the opera in Vienna, which, of course, was sent by um, Ethan. He only really works out when he's there in Vienna. That's right. Poor Benji. <laughs> um, but at the opera, the Austrian Chancellor is there. So they, Benji and Ethan are like, okay, obviously, you know, he wants to be, someone wants to take out the um, the Chancellor. Okay, we, we better go and watch it. Um, very dramatic scenes, but it's, it's beautifully shot again. It's, you know, Mission Impossible, all of these movies, they just really know how to shoot things, where to put the camera hmm. and how to shoot things uniquely and elegantly. There's a man who's smuggled in a gun, but it's disguised as a flute. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Um, That's a good scene. Yeah. So Ethan and him have a fight on the lighting rig. Isla is set up. Um, in 
a tower sort of as part of the set with a she's with a big gun pointed at the chancellor it also ends up being a man in the um tech booth who's there to to kill someone as well um benji interrupts him they're waiting for the crescendo um ethan and isla both purposely shoot at the chancellor to um, to miss him to get him out of the way and and so then they have to escape but as the Chancellor has been driven away, the car explodes. Mm. So it's all been this big test by Lane of Isla. You know, did she, she was meant to kill the Chancellor, and if she didn't do it, she was meant to be shot. There were f- fail safes, um, and then they're getting away in a car. She says, "No, I have to get out. We're driving. No." It has to look like I've escaped. And so she jumps out of a moving car. Mm. She's quite an amazing um, female protagonist. She's just as tough and Mm. resourceful as Ethan is. He's truly met his match here. So the head of the syndicate is Solomon Lane. Um, I think they end up having to break into a data storage um, place in Morocco. And this is where you have to swim and hold your breath for three minutes with no help of any devices. And, of course, Benji's like, yeah, you can do that, Ethan. And Ethan's like, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. It ends up being a very, very close call. Yeah, very tense because someone passes out. He passes out. Yeah, he passes out and she rescues him Mm. and brings him back to life. Mm. Um, They then have a car and motorbike chase through the streets of Morocco. Mm-hmm. And and I remember um, listening to probably the Empire podcast, Empire Magazine podcast spoiler specials about um, filming of this movie where Simon Pegg was quite worried about, you know, these, these driving scenes. He's like, okay, well, who's driving the car? And the director's like, the head stunt guys like oh tom is no really like who's driving the car it's like no tom tom is driving he's the best stunt driver we have he's he so tom cruise is driving the car through all of the the streets they obviously have other stunt drivers around him but he's just that good of a driver he is the stunt man he is yeah he's his own stunt man Mm. but and stunt driver which takes a hell of a lot of skills. Mm, definitely. But yeah. yeah, no, he just, yeah, he just knows how to get it done. Mm. The movie climaxes back in London and they've used London a few times. Yeah, he, he shoots um, a fair yeah. bit. And I have to say, I don't know London like the back of my hand, but from what I know, they're actually, you know, pretty good in terms of geography. You know, how Thor, the Dark World, jumped around. Yeah. A lot. This it's actually you know very good in terms of geography. You know where things are. Yeah, you know where things are, um, and it's all pretty accurate. But um, Solomon Lane ends up capturing Benji and strapping him with a bomb. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and uh, like, like a dining uh, dinner outside. Yeah, dinner. yeah, quite right near the um, Tower of London or Tower <laughs> Bridge. Yeah. That's right, and. So that's a very tense scene, but of course, our There's heroes yeah. um, manage to capture Solomon Lane. And so we recorded a um, you know, reaction spoiler episode. Yep, straight that. after we saw the movie, we thought, all right, let's record. Bring out the mics. Yeah. So one Saturday afternoon, Andy and I went and watched it and then we came back here and recorded. Yes. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but. The franchise. Mm. I think it's just gone strength to strength and I'm, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And. Yeah. I think it'll end when Tom Cruise doesn't want to do it anymore. Exactly. But I don't know when Tom Cruise wouldn't want to do it. I don't think anyone knows when, when, Yeah. I think he is just looking like he's having so much fun. Um, I'm going to plug the Empire Magazine podcast oh, again. Oh, yeah. Um, they've 
put out a few spoiler specials, so interviews with um, Christopher Macquarie, the director. I think their last one came out a couple of weeks ago, um, about three hours long, and they had a couple of other um, spoiler specials just with those that movie, and they are worth a listen to listen to how they they made this movie, how... Mm. Um, speaking of plugging podcasts, I like to plug um, one of our listeners, Jesse Collins. He started a podcast called Star Wars Go Figure. And uh, yeah, he just talks about the the recent news and current events in Star Wars and also his big Star Wars collection. Ooh. Yeah. So I just want to, yeah, go subscribe, everyone. Yes. So that'll be a good listen. Yeah. Yeah. Listen out for that. Listen out for our um, Fallout Full reaction. Yep. Gushing. Yep. Don't forget, we always like to hear from you. So please send us an email on thatgeekpod at gmail.com or through Twitter at thatgeekpod. I'm at Catherine underscore Neen. Don't forget that underscore. <laughs> I'm at that geek Andy. That Geek Pod will return. <laughs>